2: show Recorded live.
0: Hello there, this is Denise Michaels, and today is uh, Friday, February the 6th. I am here with Ray of Pull the Trigger Enterprises, another exciting phone conversation. So, what's
2: new in your world? Well, a little bit of everything. i um, pursuing a lot of different investments. Uh, New students and meetings, Uh, my goal is to talk to one new person daily. And uh, so far, that's been good. And I guess transitioning from talking to them to actually becoming part of the program. Good. Uh, Seeing this as a success.
0: Good. I was wondering if you have any stories to share today, either your own with some investments you're working on currently or from the past or any from your students.
2: one of the students has two offers that she uh, just informed me this morning that she should be getting, uh, actually, both of them accepted.
0: They're some solid offers?
2: uh, Yes. And one of the things I always have shared with everyone is that once you create a model, if you're doing five offers a week, the risk is, or reward, is you might get a few of accepted simultaneously. But ah. That's also it's also a good thing because
1: mm-hmm.
2: they only have a capacity for one, but we can get rid of the other one through a wholesale opportunity, wish they could pick up some money uh, through that vehicle, and then continue on with their uh, rehab project. And, right. Uh, so she really, go ahead.
0: Tell me, tell me about these offers. Like, how did she find the properties, and and why did she think they were worth putting offers on, and
2: well, one of them uh, we've been following actually since uh, probably last year, around July, August. We made a few offers on it. Uh, we got outbid. Uh, she keeps on tracking it. She likes the property, uh, likes the structure of it, the opportunity, and she what's, keeps on tracking it.
0: What kind of uh, what kind of home is it, and, and like where is it located? What kind of neighborhood is it in, and?
2: Uh, it's, a, it's a townhouse, so it's uh, three bedrooms, um, one and a half baths, one car-attached garage. It's uh, okay. and what they call a quad, so you got four connected. Uh, right. It's in a city called Woodridge, which is a, uh, a moderate city. Uh, I has got some nice mm-hmm. properties, like all cities, and this one here is a nice, comfortable area. it's in a cul-de-sac, uh, and again, you put about ten or 15000 into it, update it. And uh, you got yourself probably about thirty grand worth of uh, net profit once it's all done, if you buy at so the she, right price.
0: So she's looking at it as a flip, not a um, not rental. Correct. Okay. okay. And you, you think it needs about ten thousand dollars worth of work?
2: Yeah, ten to fifteen on the high side.
0: Okay. All right.
2: The structure's Good. very nice, not beat up or anything.
0: Yeah. There's one thing about townhouses; it's like three bedroom is a little bit unusual. Yeah. You know, I mean, normally they're they're more like two bedrooms, you know, like like condos are. So um, that should be that should go well. And why she decided she liked? How old is the? Um, is it? It's in a complex, you know, these quads?
2: Yeah, there's uh, probably there's probably thirty to thirty six units in there somewhere in that neighborhood. So it's not overly uh, a. So like
0: maybe nine buildings. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, it's got a good uh, open area for picnics uh, and that type of stuff or a play area for kids if you have children. Um, and
0: was she was she nervous about making the offer or excited about making the offer? Or?
2: I, if you go back to last year, around August, she was. Uh, you fast forward the time, um, again, I emphasize five offers a week. Right. So she's comfortable with that.
0: Right, and, right. Uh, so she's She's over her nerves when it comes to that.
2: Yeah, because I said, you know, the thing I practice and teach is your number's your number. Don't get caught up in counter offers because it's not worth it.
0: Oh, interesting. You don't like, interesting. You don't
2: like your number, you walk away.
0: Okay. Okay. So, what were they asking and what did she offer?
2: Uh, when we first met the property, it was about 65. We offered 40. Uh-huh. And then she made, they came back to the market.
0: Is, is it a bank-owned property? or is yeah, it's bank-owned. Uh,
2: it's bank-owned. Bank, okay. Yeah.
0: All right.
2: And what I like about banks, they have no emotion. It's just yeah. a number.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: And then she went back in at 52, and they went up taking 58. And she goes, you know, I would be willing to go up. I go, why? Right. That's 6000 $7,000 more in your pocket versus theirs. 'Cause you're the ones that gotta do the work and take the responsibility of selling it. Right. So she stuck with it and um and it came back on the market again just 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 recently. So she put an offer in at that fifty two price. hmm. And so
0: so I what is what did it come back on the market at?
2: I don't even know. I wasn't tracking it for her, so I didn't even oh. know if it came back <laughs> at a higher number or a lower. Most of the time they'll come back at a lower number, because now they gotta get rid of it. It was right. 10 to four months.
0: Right. Now they've got a little more urgency behind getting yes. rid of it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. So, good. That sounds you know, good, but what about her? Um, so it just needs cosmetic stuff probably like paint and carpet and stuff like that.
2: And one of the things, again, through my instruction, is that in this marketplace here in Illinois, uh, hardwood floors are the way to go, not carpeting.
0: Yeah, you know that's becoming really, really popular. Is hardwood floors over carpet?
2: I mean, and again, and there's a lot of homes I know of back in the '70s, late '60s. Everybody has covered up the hardwood floors. <laughs> the right. Carpeting. Yeah.
0: So yeah. That's like they've yeah. never, they've never really been walked on.
2: No. So with that in mind, uh, that's probably the most expensive part of it. Is could be the hardwood floors. And, okay. the, and I don't like. Uh, I again, I, I go. I, Put my my opinion in here, but I go, if you want to resell it, you have to capture their attention. Hardwood floors, not laminate floors will be the way to do that,
0: so rather a little bit than more like, rather than like the Pergo kind of thing
2: yeah yep. yeah yeah
0: yeah i I don't know about you know other people, but I'll tell you what I can see the difference between the two in like
2: absolutely
0: half a second, you know.
2: So. Over time, if you get, if you drop water on a pergo or a laminate flooring, it will buckle. Over time, hardwood floors will not okay. buckle that way. Right. If they're right. done right, you put a good finish on them. They will sort. They'll that water will beat up.
0: Right and now, the one the the one, the, the, uh, the townhouse. Do you have any idea how old the building is?
2: It's was uh, built in the uh, late 80s.
0: Okay, so that one probably wouldn't have the hardwood floors underneath the carpet.
2: No, they're plywood subfloor. The yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I I think these stories are going to be good to to put in there. Now, what are her big objectives as far as um, the program, the pull the trigger program?
2: Well, one, it was learning um, about real estate, and when she first when I first met her. She was of the belief that buying and holding was the way to go. And I still believe that, but I said, not today. I said, your challenge is you can buy and hold and go through traditional financing. I said, or you can leverage the capital you have with other people's money, private capital, self directed IRA, other tools. I said, your goal right now is to build up a cash reservoir. So if you could put 50 in, and you can make 30, now you got 80. You do it again. Right. Put eighty in, then you get another thirty or forty. And now you got 110,
0: 120. Is she, now, thinking, is she thinking retirement? Is she thinking I can't stand my job and I got to figure out another way to live? I mean, what is what is she thinking um, in terms of like her objectives a year or two down the road?
2: Job independence. Okay.
0: All right. Now, do you that, her running, email
2: finished up that way? Yeah, so you, you know, were kind of, of running some right?
0: numbers, and I and and go back to that if you don't mind.
2: In uh, terms of uh, last week, or just you know our oh. conversations.
0: Well, you were talking about some numbers as far as what you could do. Like you say, you start with fifty, you add thirty, now you've got eighty, and then I I apologize, I cut you off there. No. so
2: that's okay. Yeah, so for her, I said, buy and hold still you know, so your goal, but not today. Today, you're going to build cash. Right. So at the end of one year, and just say for conversation, um, I believe you should be able to turn a property every 90 days. Okay. And the school of other investors are like, well, every six months is a safer bet. That way you're not um, making mistakes. I'm like, okay, fair. So if you do two properties in a year, and your number is to make thirty grand per property. That gives you an additional $60,000 in profit, in cash that you can spendable. Plus your 50 you already have. Now you've got $110,000. As you go into next year, you take that one hundred and ten, and you divide it either two ways or three ways. So now you can get three properties at a time. Right. And you leverage it. So if those three properties... The 110000 that you're investing yield of $30,000 a piece. That's ninety At top of your ten. that's almost $200,000, or that's $200,000.
0: Right.
2: And then you do right. it again. So there's a way to double up once you get your system, once you get comfortable, and once you're willing to take the risk to do multiple projects at a time.
0: Now, um, did you tell me um, she was a teacher or?
2: Yes. In fact, they're going to come across right now. Denise, they're teachers, ex-teachers. I,
0: I know you were saying that last week. You're getting a lot of teachers, you know. So that's interesting. You know, it is. So tell me about the other offer that she has in.
2: Oh, uh, the other offer is a single family. And, okay. And 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 I know she's been uh, there was like four or five properties towards the last year that she was making offers on. I think uh, there was a total of nine properties. Some have sold. Some are still available. And this one here, she goes in her email today. She goes, everything that's wrong with it is money. Jack, so I finally get what you're saying.
0: Everything that's wrong. I- I-
2: yes. Everything that's wrong with it smells of money. Ah. So, me okay. in the worse shape it is, the better you are at your offer. That makes sense.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Mhm. So she goes. I finally get what you're saying. When you walk in, you're not looking for something that's in good shape. You're looking at a structure. Right. The neighborhood and what the possibilities are. Right. Because I finally get it.
0: Right. Right. Um, So this one, is it kind of beat up?
2: Yeah. And uh, this one here is uh, not too far from her home. As the other one Uh is not too far from her home either. So she's staying close to home. And uh, probably got a market value about two forty, two fifty.
0: It's oh, so going to so take about sixty thousand to
2: put into it. Yeah. Okay.
0: And um, um, what did what did she offer for it?
2: Oh, uh, I know they were asking at one time one forty five. Um, I had her going in beginning of last year, going in at seventy five, eighty.
0: And it's a bank owned property again. Yes, it is. Okay.
2: So All in the right. meantime Has, it's been coming down.
0: Did they reject her seventy five eighty offer back oh, in yeah. the day? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So well, anyway.
2: It, it needs so much work, Denise. Here's the thing. The banks, now there's what they call a two or three K load out there for a homeowner, a potential owner occupant home, to walk in, put so much down and borrow the money to fix it up. The challenge is run into today. It's most buyers, there's so many nice homes on the market. They don't have to choose the ugly home. Right. If they're going to pay one forty five or 200000 they really have it all done and move in versus looking at each other, husband or wife, and going, "Well, that's a lot of work. We we're may not be right. moving in for six, seven months.
0: Right. See, my parents bought the ugly home a couple of times, you know? like like twice the uh I'm thinking in in the course of their marriage their first house was new their second house was new the next two were like the ugly house and my dad was pretty handy so he was able to do a lot you know with it and everything yeah. and and we kind of lived in construction zones you know so um anyway interesting interesting so, so for uh, her
2: it's i think it's going to work out and she goes she goes, the real this realtor she's working with, so we might get both of them. I go, that is fantastic. <laughs> this is her telling me this in an email. She mm-hmm. goes, you always told me the more I get, the better off it is.
0: Right, right, right. And so what did she offer for this time around on it?
2: Uh, Still 75.
0: Okay, but it's come down since, so there's a better thing yeah, so to meet in the middle, you know? Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's yeah. closer. Good and uh, let's see. She offered seventy-five, and so if she puts say fifty thousand into it, now she's at one twenty-five, and you're saying you could probably sell for like two forty, two fifty. Correct. That'd be pretty sweet, huh?
2: You know, she had to go put seventy into it. You know, just make it really because the neighborhood could bear uh, more detail in terms of quality.
1: mhm,
2: So if she went seventy. That's uh, one forty five she's got a hundred and five thousand dollars spread there. And if you put ten percent in for contingency in case you miss something sure. she should still net something around forty fifty thousand dollars on a net net basis
0: right right now is there a new building going on around Chicago these days?
2: yeah, there is uh that is uh, homes the difference between they think now across the country is builders are not building spec homes. They're building the home that they're selling. So uh, i had a couple of friends that are customized home builders, and they bought a lot of lots, but they're not building on those lots until somebody says, yes, this is what I want. Uh, commercials are really coming back here. Uh, restaurants are going up, which when a restaurant goes up, uh, the economy is getting better because restaurants have a tough time in a tough economy.
0: Right. Right, and we have we have so much empty commercial property and office space. It's ridiculous, you know, here in Las Vegas. It's crazy. They
2: I mean, do they do here too, but it's starting to fill up. Mhm. Starting to get some activity. Uh, we had a lot of commercial property that got started, and then it stopped. So you had beams up, some parking lots in, maybe the half finished. And now they're actually being finished, being uh, completed, putting doors on it windows everything, and they're starting to fill them
0: right right so is she excited about these uh about these two offers and the process oh, absolutely. yeah,
2: absolutely yeah she is. you can tell by her email she's like I got so many things going on, and this is really great, and I think I'm getting close and uh, it's been a journey
0: she's been oh, she's yeah. been patient she's been dedicated huh
2: she has been and um what I try to prepare everyone for is that one, it's a process 2 you're going to get frustrated because you're going to say, why am I doing all these work, making all these offers? I might get any fruit. I said, just be patient with it. You will. And sometimes you'll get more fruit than you expect. Right. That's okay. I'll help you get rid of what you can't handle.
0: Right. Well, and in, in the meantime, it's a great learning curve for her, you know, learning yeah. how to write offers and, you know, doing all that stuff.
2: Well, you know, when you go from job to dependence, uh, making a hundred grand a year uh, is not easy not today's economy. That's right. And I think you and I talked about it a long time ago when I was a young kid. You know, sixty-seven, sixty-eight, laying down. With my buddy looked at the sky. You know, thinking about a hundred thousand a year. Very few people made that back then. You spent oh, more money time.
0: back then.
2: <laughs> oh, you know, absolutely. If you fast-forward a time, people still dream of making 100 grand a year. Mm-hmm. There's more people on the planet, especially in the United States, so more people are making 100 grand a year, but it's still 1% to 2% of the population. Right. Right. So when I tell somebody in real estate you can make 100 grand a year, one, they never made 100 grand a year before, so if you never made it, they're like, well, how am I going to do that?
0: Remember the real- one... Remember the woman who is retired from Caterpillar? Yep. No, and and she just was like on the fence. Did she ever did she ever make a commitment or do anything one way or the other? No. Did not. Okay, I had a feeling you were going to say that, but I just wanted to check with you. And um you said when we started this conversation, you said um there's a person that you're talking to right now who's kind of like making that decision if they're going to say yes to pull the trigger. Um, Tell me about that person's situation and, you know, why they're motivated and why they want to do real estate and all those good things.
2: Well, actually, there's two people right now on the fence that we'll be meeting with this weekend. Uh, I met with both of them uh, prior. And um, one is actually going to do some investing with me. He wants me to be his eyes and ears. So he doesn't really care where the real estate is located, as long as that, um, as I present it, I present all the documentation, all the pros and cons, all your entry level expenses, as well as your exit strategy. So he's he for really a wants,
0: deal. He really wants to invest in your deals. Is that? Am I getting that?
2: Uh, that, and then also too, I mean, part of in doing that, Denise, I always tell everybody, I, I will do that. But part of the school is you need to be educated still on the process, on the documents, on the investment opportunities. Because at some point in time, as you get comfortable, you might be doing this on your own or work with somebody else. Right. And you have to understand what you're recognizing to be able to invest in it. Right. So with him, his name is Tony. He goes, Ray, he goes, I want you to be that person for me. say, I want you to be my contact person. So, um obstruction of two things. One, I said, you need to come on as a student. He goes, I'm not going to do door knocking. I go, I'm not asking you to, but I'm asking you to learn why we're investing. I said, because he's had his wife, he said, who wants to maybe be involved a little bit, he could also sell teacher too. Well,
0: you can have more intelligent conversations with him if you come to him with a deal. It's like, yeah. you know, he's up to speed knowing what to yep. do. You know. Yes. So, I mean that's very smart. That's very smart. So
2: and then anyway. this other person, her name is Cheryl.
0: Let's go back so to Tony, guy to be sort of an investor. He's married. Does he have kids? No kids, do you know?
2: Uh his kids are in college. Um there, he's also yeah. he's also a heart surgeon. I, I mentioned okay. him last week.
0: Okay. And he's yes. got
2: kids at Northwestern. And yeah. um so with him Doctors
0: sometimes make really stupid investing decisions because they're really smart people, but what they know is their profession. They don't understand either real estate or stock market or whatever, you know.
2: And they trust other people to do this for them, and those other folks don't, um, in some cases...
0: They don't, don't follow through.
2: don't follow through, or like especially with stocks and mutual funds. The broker... Or the financial planner makes money going in and out. Right. And like right now, he says I'm with an equity fund. He goes, I don't mind breaking even, but I don't want to lose my principal, and that's what's happening right now. He says I got to move it out of here. I got to get something else I can make money on. Again, he says, I'm not afraid to lose money, but I don't want to lose it just because somebody's making trades that don't make sense to me.
0: Right. Right.
2: So, and then he also lost money, I think I was telling you, with a person that actually got in jail right now for a Ponzi scheme. And he oh, goes, I oh, lost a lot of money that way. mentioned
0: that last week. Yeah, so yeah. he's gotten his nose bloodied a couple of times. Yes.
2: Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, so he's kind I mean, of jaded. Yeah, I mean, you would think, yeah, you would think that someone like that would be really, really grateful to be able to learn from someone like you, you know? So, um,. You know, so that he knows he's making smart decisions, you know, because, he, like, he's doing all these heart surgeries, but it's like, you know, well, that's great, but you got to know what you're doing with your money, you know, not just throwing it at the wall like pasta and hoping something's going to stick, you
2: know. And, and the way I structured it with him, and I am presenting to him this weekend, so I, I packaged up a uh, – I have an opportunity down in Florida right now. It's, it's 25 uh, HOA links. Homeowner Association uh, liens. And the Twenty-five just homeowner
0: association what? Twenty
2: five hundred homeowner association liens, or in other words, HOA liens. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you live in an association neighborhood yourself. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, the you state of Nevada,
0: president.
2: In the state of Nevada, there's twenty two states in the in the United States that the HOA liens supersede a mortgage. Ah. And so what what does that mean? So you don't pay your association dues. uh, They start foreclosing. What they do is they send a five-day notice out to the homeowner, and they also send a five-day notice out to the bank. If neither one responds or redeems in those five days, they can take the property. And the wow. mortgage gets wiped out, wow, they call it a super lien. Mhm, well, in Florida, I'm working on there's uh, work with some people that have uh, access to twenty five hundred of them right now that have not redeemed, and they're already being lawyered, and so they're selling for twenty five thousand each. Wow, the opportunity is that these properties are anywhere from one ten to one thirty. I've seen some as high as two hundred. But I'm not going to use that number or use it 110, 130 and be pleasantly surprised. They already have uh, all these properties already have tenants in them. They're paying about 11 anywhere from 1000 to 1400 a month, depending on the size of the property. So it's already cash flowing, there's already property management in place. So the buyer will get the title and the warranty deed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then they can do with it what they want. And at $25,000 a all the legal fees and everything has been already absorbed in that dollar amount. You get the warranty deed, and you can either sell it for 100 and triple your money or quadruple your money. You could just keep on renting it for $25,000 investment and $1,000 a month in rent. That's $12,000 a year. You're getting almost 50% cash-on-cash cash return.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you have all these vehicles out there. So I'm working with... Um, I was trying to sell them in blocks of fifty. I'm going to get back to the doctor, so and I presented that to him. It's about $1.2 million, 1.3 one point three million dollar acquisition for fifty properties. And on one hand, there was like, well, that's a lot of money to come up with on myself. And then um, I was talking to a guy in Florida, and he was like, Ray. He goes, If we could sell these one at a time, he says, we can make a we can make a fortune because some people had twenty five grand, but they don't have a million. I go, Now,
0: enough. how did you
2: find out about these, Ray? Um, Two people I met on LinkedIn, uh, networked. One person led me to another person, and they, they sent me packages. Uh, so this uh, person, her name is April out of Oklahoma. She sent me this package of 2500 and she also sent me a package of uh, rented properties in Virginia. It was $23 million worth. Right now, it's about $17 million left. So I'm looking at how to package that up and do one at a time and their finance it in your seller's financing and place in that package. They're re-rented, guaranteed rent for five years, 6% interest. Um, so now, they bring it to me, and they think I have outlets.
0: Are, these 2,500, right. are they like all in one city, or are they all over the state of Florida, or?
2: One city. One city.
0: And wow. not too far from each other. And, and, the, and the original people who owned them you know, who um, um, didn't pay their HOA dues, they're long gone.
2: Yeah, they're out of the picture now.
0: Right. So who's running them with the renters in them?
2: There's a property management company in place. Okay. They're, They're collecting the rents right now.
0: Right. Wow. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay, so he's your doctor. He's your investor. All right. Tell me about the other person that you're working with. Is it another teacher?
2: Uh, she is not. Her name is Cheryl. And I met Cheryl at a, uh, a cash flow game. I got invited. And the person invited me, her name is Lori. Her, and her husband actually became a student. Her sister became a student. And when she invited me to the game, she goes, a lot of people come here. They could probably use you. Because they want to invest, that's why they play the game.
0: Right. Yeah, they so, want to get a little like experience. Yeah. By doing the game.
2: So the first time I met her, she was very adamant. She goes, "Yeah, says, you know I understand what you're saying, but I don't I don't want to pay anybody to teach me." I go, "That's fair." Just, what are you doing? <laughs> she goes, well, "I have this money and I want I want to do some investing." I says, "Well, what kind of project are you looking at?" She wanted to get in detail, so I was kind of asking some questions lightly.
0: She's like a little cagey about it.
2: Yeah. So I meet her the second time. In the meantime, I send an email to her. I want her to go look at my website to get a better feel for who I am and what I'm doing. She responded as She did. I meet her a second time at the game. As the game ends, she pulls out a notebook, a piece of paper, and her pencil or pen. I go, okay, she's got something in her head. Right. Something she's involved in, she wants to bounce
1: off me. And she did. So she's telling me the
2: deal. I'm like, if you want me to help you, I can. But I think that what he's presenting to you is not the right way. Because she was supposed to invest like 50 grand and get 3% return on her money. And I'm like, why? You're, you're controlling the money. So that didn't happen. I volunteered to go down with her take a look at the property. So I have kind of a long story here summarizing. I see her again. Uh, I've been talking. We've been talking on the phone. We've been uh, communicating by email. And we're supposed to get together this weekend because she goes, I want to do something with my money. I have to do something with my money. Right. Just sitting there. So I've got a couple of projects for her, but I'm also going to bring her on board because she's one of these individuals, Denise, you met him. I read a lot of books. And then they try to regurgitate it back to you as though they know it. And uh, it's funny because she's got this quirk. When she tells me something and she's not really confident in what she's telling me, she kind of rubs her eyes and, and puts your fingers through her hair. I know it's a nervous twitch. because mm-hmm. She's not sure if what she's telling me and how she's saying to me, I'm going to accept it or... Um, Maybe have a different opinion about it or turn it around. And my personality type is I don't embarrass people. And I always say I agree with them, so you're absolutely right. But have you thought about this? What about this way? And I know she wants to come with me. I, I know it. And you know, I, she, and what, you ask, know what? I said, I know she wants to come with me.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: She was part right. of the program. And but she she said it again last Monday. She goes, I went to this thing for cash flow, and they started doing a hard sell. I hate that. I'm like, you're right. Nobody should hard sell you. Just present the facts and let you make your own decision.
0: So, what does she do for a living?
2: Uh, she uh, works with uh, installation of. Windows and that for high-rises, high-rise buildings, office buildings, maintenance. Oh, okay.
0: mm-hmm.
2: So if somebody wants something new, they have to get architects involved, and she has to work with the architects and also the suppliers.
0: Right, right. I was going to say, if she, you, you said she's not a teacher, but if she was in some profession, it's like, uh, you didn't go to school to learn how to do that? <laughs> yeah. But it, it sounds like what she does is kind of a learn on the job sort of thing. You know,
2: yeah, and you know she's she I mean she goes to a lot of these real meetings, uh these cash flow meetings around the city,
0: but they're always just on the surface, right? That's right, you know, I mean they're always they're they're previews. it's like if you keep going to one preview after another, all you get is the pre stuff they never right. get into the real nuts and bolts, you know
2: and and some of the things she wants to get involved in um. I will not say this to her directly, maybe at some point in time I will, but she's not uh, doesn't have all the tools to make that decision yet and and again, I'm not a hard sell kind of guy i I'm not type soft i uh, I want them to make their own decision because they don't want them to come back to me and so well you 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 know kind of
0: well put i mean me into you it. you're you're working with people pretty closely, so you you know you want that to be a good relationship, you know yeah so anyway. And she
2: was. She told me, though, uh, last week before we got to see each other on Monday, she goes, I trust you. I think you've got great knowledge. I think you can help me.
0: Oh, that's a good sign.
2: She goes, I haven't met somebody like that in a while. And I said, well, thank you. I said, hopefully we can work together. Mm-hmm. So the question, you know those, that, that, those questions you posed in that one uh, recording? Uh, What are your goals? What what do you think about success? What do you think your days will look like a year from now? Um, Forget the rest of it. You're selling somebody on the phone. Oh,
0: my my, my five magic questions?
2: Yes, your five magic questions.
0: Okay. So the first one is tell me about your really big goals. In other words, if things went really, really well for you, say over the next year to 18 months, what do you want to create for yourself? You know? The second one is clearly success is important to you. You know, and they always go, yep, right? That's just kind of a yes or no thing. And then success means different things to different people. Help me to understand what's important about success to you, right? And then they talk about, you know, creating a good retirement or travel or, you know, whatever it is they want. And then you say, if I could show you a way that you could, and then you're going to plug in their goals so you can have more and then you plug in their core values from the success question. Would we have a reason to work together? And then it's, when would you like to get started? See, when she said, um, I think you could help me, I would have said, oh, that's a nice thing to say, thanks. How do you feel I could help you? It's it's almost yeah. like you're letting her close herself.
2: Yeah, and it's you know? that way. Yeah.
0: Right? Because then she's actually verbalizing how you can help her. Yes. You know?
2: So oh, what I'll do tomorrow to? I'll do that. I'll do exactly that. There you go. There you go. But those questions, I, I posed those uh, I posed two questions to her. One was how do you see yourself on december thirty first, twenty fifteen, the end of the year, when you look backwards, what did you want to accomplish and did you accomplish it? And then the other was you know, again, success means a lot to everyone, and everyone's different. What does that mean to you? Right. The, then the third question I asked her too. There's three questions. Was a year from now? Again, I always use December 31st because we're. I'm trying to trunk it down a little bit. Is yeah, I, what I, is I your what they look like?
0: I just say I just say if I could, you know, let's say. Here we are. We're talking, and it's February sixth, two thousand and sixteen. One year from today, you know. I just, I just look at the calendar and I go, one year from today, you know. Yeah. So anyway, has that been helpful to you? Those five questions.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, when I ask that, I help them write it down. I go etch that, etch that in your mind. That's what gets you, gets you up every morning. No matter what you yeah. do today what you're doing for a living, those two things or those three things in your mind just etch it in there and repeat yourself every single day.
0: Good. And you do classes with these people too, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So are they classes in person, like in a hotel meeting room, or are you meeting on like a Google Hangout or something, or how, how are those how are those happening and how often and all that good stuff?
2: In the group setting, I'm doing a through a webinar. Good. And once a month, I do a uh, I refer to it as a face-to-face. So I there's um, a couple of restaurants right here have some nice meeting rooms that you can just, as you buy food or drinks, they'll let you sit there. They have screens and everything in there, so you can use the utilize uh, PowerPoint and overhead, um, not an overhead, but a projector. So I'm able to do that, and then. Most of the ones that are real active, I probably talk to them almost every day. My mm-hmm. my phone will ring up to about eleven o'clock at night, and I told them I would be available, especially if we're in the middle of something.
1: Right?
0: How is this? Um, uh, I guess dovetailing or balancing with your own business and everything you know you're doing that doesn't have you know your own investing activities. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, kind of balancing this all with pull the trigger.
2: Well, like, like today being Friday, uh, this morning I've already got, I got three packages out this week to different investors and how I'm trying to pursue them. So today, uh, this morning, I've already responded back to emails. Uh, there are questions that they may have to clarify it. i going to schedule the meetings face-to-face because I need to get contracts signed and those type of things. So my during my daytime, I'm either writing presentations to prepare for this coming and I do this class every uh Thursday at seven o'clock right now. I'll probably get another date to it. And uh so I have two times a week where I get six, seven people together online. And then so from the morning till about three or four o'clock, I'm on the phone, working with different people, making contacts, working with money people, working uh projects am trying to pull in and then The challenge I'm having, I am not the uh, fastest writer. So what I mean by that is somebody will bring me a project, and what they do, they go, here's 2,500 properties. You know, here's 2,500 PIN numbers. I ask them what kind of information they have. Well, they say, well, we got the PIN. we got the market values. We've got the cost. But it's not packaged right to present to somebody to buy it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So I'm breaking it down into a marketing package with contracts and documentation, support materials. So when I present it to someone, they're not saying no. They're saying, where do I sign, where do I send the money at? And that's where I'm getting bogged down a little bit because it takes a lot of thought and a lot of, you know, if you have four different projects that are a pretty good size, you got to make sure everything's proper. You don't intermix anything because they're two different deals, two different deal types.
0: In a way, it's almost like you need someone who's kind of a copywriter with real estate investing experience, yeah, yeah,
2: and uh, yeah. I'm at that point where you know, I've been talking to Karen about it that i need I need to get something on board. I don't care if it's virtual, or not it doesn't make any difference to me. you told me
0: and you told me in one of your past conversations that your accountant uh, is a real estate investor himself as well as your attorney uh yeah. well attorneys are like crazy expensive per hour, but uh, I wonder if your accountant would be willing to take it on.
2: I think he will, and I've talked to him about that. Okay. Because I'm going to need him anyways involved in it. Because some of these transactions, uh, like on these HOA liens, the people I'm pursuing are your self-directed IRA uh, holders. Because you know twenty five thousand is not that big of a risk for them. On one hand, it puts tremendous upside, but they have to, the way it's got to be written to make sure they're protected from a county perspective, and it's all legal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's, you know, again, they can't touch it, they can't see it. So what's going to happen? I'm going to be the eyes on the street. So I know I'm going to mm-hmm. be going out of Florida a few times in the next few months just to make sure things are done properly.
0: Oh, that's rough duty.
2: Yeah, it is. <laughs> if you want to come along? You can.
0: Because I might make it over the basals of the golf. Here in in Las Vegas, I mean, we're going to have 74 degrees today, so I'm good. But I'm saying... you are. What's that?
2: I said you are, I mean, it's about uh, 10 degrees here.
0: Right. I'm saying for somebody who lives in, like, Chicago or where I'm from, originally Detroit, it's like going to Florida was always like going to Shangri-La, you know?
2: Yes, it is. Right? Yep.
0: Mm. Okay, good. Good, good. Um, any other um uh students that you're working with or oh you said you you've got the um you got the cardiologist and you got the gal that you met at the cash flow game, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Any other um students or prospects you're working with? You or how about a deal that you're working on that's kind of like something more what um, a prospective student would relate to. Because like that thing about the 2,500 HOA liens in Florida, it's awesome and it's creative and it's mind-boggling, but it's probably not where your students are going to start. You know what I mean?
2: And that's where the the challenge comes in. Because it's like right now I'm looking at uh, 27 properties in Chicago in a package. mm -hmm. They're all empty. There are two flats, four flats. Uh, one's a ten-unit building. They all need rehabbing, uh, but the price is really good—three hundred fifty thousand. If you buy them all, and the seller do seller finance at ten percent down.
0: So you're looking at bundles right now. Correct. Okay.
2: Because it makes yeah. sense to me if you're going to leverage your time and your monies to leverage it that way, and so. What am I doing? I'm trying to, one, I have a person that will actually provide the funding for the 10% down. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm pursuing four to $500,000 for the rehab money. Right. Now, are, half those, of it.
0: are those 27 properties all within the same,
2: like, you know, community of Chicago or? They kind of spread out on the uh, southeast side. Okay. But they're close enough in close enough by that you can start three projects at a time and then be uh, in proximity of each other. Keep an eye on it.
0: And do you see them as rentals or flips, or you know some are different?
2: I see them as flips. Okay. Because have, the average price of it's fifteen thousand dollars. Wow. And uh, a ten unit building, yeah, you may you might put two hundred thousand into it because you have twenty thousand per unit. But once you do that, it should be worth forty units.
0: Right, right. So they must are they single family or are they um, you know like condo or or townhouses?
2: Uh, these are uh, two flats and four units, two to four, and then there's some multi-unit buildings mixed in. There's only one or two of those. Okay, all right. So these are all. Uh, I don't have all the bedroom mixed yet, but the bundle itself, the twenty-seven units, I think equates almost a hundred units.
0: Wow, okay, oh, I see, so if it's like a quad like a four unit flat then that that's you know that's four individual units, and so um well that's pretty that's pretty exciting i mean you've you, clearly you've done these kind of deals before,
2: yes, I have, and I think when you ask about what I'm doing that a student would do, most will not jump into that.
0: But you know what it's something that you know students and readers can aspire to in other words you're not going to be buying three bedroom one and a half bath townhouses your entire career as a real estate investor if you choose you know this is the kind of thing that you can um look forward to if you choose you know as you gain in skill and gain you know increase your comfort zone and all of those things
2: and i think Long-term, because I talk about that out loud a lot, is that you start here, in a year to two years, you're going to be here. Why? You'll see the numbers and the effort that goes into a single-family home to flip is the same effort that goes into a 10, 20, 30 in a building to acquire. The energy's not different. It's just the dollar amount. And if I mm-hmm. show you how to leverage, you'll be able to do this for confidence. Because most of the people that are out there are very conservative thinking. The only thing they think of is how to go to a bank and get a loan. And you know as well as I do that's not the way you get real estate, not when you get to a two or three million dollar building.
0: Right. Now like the, the cardiologist who's uh looks like he's pretty serious about it, you know, kind of putting money into your projects, um, how did you connect with him? Like how do you connect with people who are good at good sort of Partners to invest
2: with? Well, when I met with him, um, he, he, the question he asked was, How do I get started? Mm-hmm. So I said, There's a number of different ways. I said, One, I said, Which is the foundation that I'm coming from, is to get some education on what to look for. And two, I said, "Is Once you we create a plan for you and then we come into a focus of where you want to spend your time and money. As I was going on that path, he goes, Look, he says, I had the finances, I need somebody like you to be my point person out in the street and bring sort of the, the Yeah, and bring the projects to me and package it and let me know why it's a good investment. That's fair I, enough. I'm not-
0: how did you connect with him? Like, you know, cardiologists spend a lot of time in their hospital or medical center or whatever. How do you meet a cardiologist and all that?
2: Well the way I met through him was through the radio station.
0: Oh he called okay, in cool.
2: the first okay.
0: week. Wow. And I followed cool.
2: up. I followed up and then uh then we had a meeting. I went there for a cup of coffee. Mhm. I didn't talk, you know, again, my my tactics are very uh, low-key when I'm pursuing somebody. I'm not a hard sell. And I keep on saying that because I know there's people out there that would try and say, well, just pull the documents out so I get to sign up. But I, I believe that when you're dealing with any per- person, they have to be very, very comfortable with you. Well,
0: they have to, and and the thing is, is like if they're making the decision for their reasons, you know that they're completely dedicated and they're in it. They're not like you know they're not going to later feel like they were coerced or anything. It's like, well, I made my choice, you know. So anyway, like especially if things get a little dicey or there's you know a little snag somewhere along the way or something, it's like they're in it with you,
2: you know. And that's why I always point out. And I know you're very good at this. You point out the risk. is going to be perfect, as, as best as what I know and everything I've re- researched. It should be uh, the outcome. Should be what I say it is. I said the only right. thing is, is I don't know what I don't know. Right. I said, but as soon as I find out something, you'll be the first to hear about it.
0: Right. Now, have you been down to Florida to look at the um, the HOAs?
2: I have not. Um, again, I was trying to package them up at fifty and. That wasn't going as the way I wanted it to. It wasn't going. I had some people interested, but nobody's come across the money. And now with with Tony, he's like, he said, I'll take two of them." He's like, I "See what you're presenting. I'll take two of them." He goes, "Do I have to have to go down there?" I said, "Well, I said here's the thing." I said, "I'm providing all the pictures of these properties, all the documentation. You can do it in research. I gave him all the links and everything." I said, "But in our relationship, what you asked me to do." He's got a place down in uh, Marco Island, Sa- uh, Sanibel Island?
0: Sanibel Island. Yeah, I've heard of that. I haven't been there, but I've heard
2: down. of it. And he said, I said, we could both go down there, maybe on a weekend. You want to pop down you there?
0: You want properties on Sanibel Island? I didn't even no, no, know no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. He's got a place <laughs> on Sanibel Island. <laughs> he got a place oh, on Island. Okay. So okay. so okay. That's where him and his oh. wife go to. So Sorry, this, these that. properties are are, are nuts. <laughs>
0: Where where are the properties located?
2: Uh, Kissimmee, Florida. Oh okay.
0: Kissimmee me, Okay, so that's yes. real close to Orlando. Correct. Right. Right. Okay.
2: And they're all you know, these are uh condos, single family and townhouses. Okay. And some okay. are built in the nineties and some are built in the uh around two thousand four, two thousand five.
0: Right, so construction-wise, they should be in decent shape.
2: Yeah, they're real nice properties. I'll send you a couple of links and take a look at it for yourself, but they're really nice.
0: I'm just thinking of a client that I have that's in Bradenton, Florida. I have okay. no idea, if, you know, I mean, all my conversations with him are about his book, his book, his book, you know, so I don't know, yeah. but, you know, I think he would have $25,000, you know, so. Yeah, anyway.
2: But, uh... Well with with uh with Tony though it's um and it's Cheryl and then you look at Lori and her husband. What here's interesting. I I met her through my attorney.
1: Who's this? She had talked
2: her name is Lori Robinson, her and her husband okay. Dean. Okay. Is
0: this someone you've told me about before?
2: No, I have not. Okay. Uh she All just, right. her and her husband just signed up about uh two weeks ago this Saturday. Oh that's cool. Marla. What is he? Well she is all an ex teacher. Okay. He is an engineer by he's an engineer by education and profession.
0: Oh my god, that's like and, my mom and dad. My mom was a nurse and my dad was an engineer.
2: <laughs> so, so anyway. Um stayed with the Germany to see their daughter in December, so she'll want to sit down with me then. She goes, but I'll let you know this, we're gonna do something with you. I go, Okay. So we met, I I sat down for about three or four hours because Dean did not know me as well, but Lori and I had more conversations. Uh, She's had more, right now she has, with her limited activity, she is generating $2,000 a month in passive income.
0: Very nice.
2: Which is better than a lot of people I've met or better than some people. Better than the sharp
0: stick in the eye, right? That's right. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: so I met with them and she goes um, every time D got up we met at Panera every time we get up she goes well, we're probably going to do the 5000 I said okay so when we get time to. I says well let's just proceed and D says we'll do the 7500 program Good. she looked at it. she goes I thought we talked about 5000 she goes you need him he'll be working with you all the time I'd rather spend the extra money now then wish you would have done it later. Right. Okay, then. That's Last cool. Saturday, I'll share something with you. that I I, I know I made a mistake. Um, tomorrow, I go with her is to every Saturday at 9.30, review the week, get prepared for the following week. So as I pre- present to everybody, if I create a business plan and a 100-day plan, they'll map out their future. She likes mobile homes, mm-hmm. and she talks about that at the beginning of her plan. I said, well, what does that mean? I know you like them. But I know you have a few under your belt, but what does that mean? She goes, what do you mean? I go, what's the opportunity? Where, are you going to do one this year than you did last year or one more? Are you going to do 100 this year? She goes, I can't ever do I can never do 100. I said, Why? So I went on this pat and I, I didn't beat her up. I know I beat her up. I think I busted her bubble. And huh. her husband looked at her too and said, "If we're gonna put that kind of effort into it, why don't you put that in a, a million-dollar building?" So I broke the numbers on a million-dollar building, what it looked like. She she goes, "I gotta walk away." And she she started crying. Because you both you guys are beating me up right now. I have even got started yet. You guys already tore me apart. And I looked at her. I go, that felt bad. I went, that wasn't my point. My point was, I want you to look at your plan and put a number to it. I said, what you're telling me in this plan, there's nothing of what that market is, what the opportunity is, or where you're going with it. And I said, if an investor looks at this plan that you need cash at some point in time, need to raise cash, you're not telling that person what the risks are, what the opportunity is, and what the is going to be. I go, other than you like mobile homes.
0: Aren't mobile homes kind of a depreciating asset?
2: Uh, It's like a car.
0: Yeah, right.
2: So
1: um, we parted. I know she didn't feel good, so I called her off. I said, look, I said, I, I was really wrong here. I said, this is your plan, not mine.
2: I said, my goal is to get you to think larger. And that was, I said, it was a mistake on my part. I said, do you like Boba Holmes? I said, this is ourselves so I was around it. I said, let's get online right now, both of us. Do a little bit of research to get, so I get a better understanding. So at the end of the day, It was basically quantifying what the opportunity really is. Put a number to it. She's never done that before. Mm -hmm. And what we found out is that there are 7 million mobile homes in the United States. There's 39 million people that fit the profile to move into mobile homes. Because at the end of the day, they're not that expensive. So what's your business plan? Your business plan is to buy them. Uh, the ones that are vacant, people are walking away, somebody died, and you mean a little bit of work to get them back up to shape again. And to buy them for five to ten thousand dollars each, resell them for fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars each, and she'll do the financing on them.
0: It's kind of like the Walmart strategy of real estate. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. I
0: hate to say that, but you know what I mean. It's like it's just kind of like a low dollar turnover. You know, it is. But hey, that might be where she needs to start to get comfortable with it.
2: Yeah, see, and, and uh, the investor part of it's about five to ten grand, maybe, and she'll pay nine percent, uh, the ten percent interest. hmm And. I said, you know, that's not a bad plan, but I, uh, I with the sheer numbers, because I was having her doing her plan, I was, I was breaking it apart. I said, do 100 a year. Basically, what you're telling me, it's not a lot of money. And she couldn't get her head around that. So we were okay. And she goes, I wasn't frustrated with you. I was just frustrated with myself because I'm like, what have I been doing here? Thinking I have something and I have nothing. I go, no, you have an idea my goal and my role is to help you achieve that idea.
0: I help you see if it's a worthwhile idea.
2: Yeah. You
0: know, the thing is with you, Ray, is like your mind moves so quick because you, you know, you A, you're a smart guy, but B, because you've been doing this so long, it's like it's so easy for you to take a person's idea and like not on purpose, but just go, okay, let's see how the numbers work. That doesn't work, you know. And the, the it's like the other person emotionally isn't moving as fast as you are to the conclusion, mm-hmm. you know. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: it does make sense. I do it every time, Denise. So, I, I anyway. I try to get out of my way and I can't get out of my way.
0: <laughs> well, I find it's much better to, like, give people – I learned this from Robert Allen. You know, I would like give people homework, give people homework, give people homework. I want you to do this research and these are the questions that I want you to ask and this is what I want you to look for and here's how you do this formula and do it 20 times and, and then let's talk about it next week, you know. And it's like then they come back and they go, oh, man, I really learned a lot. Bing. They come to their own conclusion rather than you being the messenger of bad news,
2: you know? Yeah. Yeah. So with her, I think everything is, we're, we're on the right track, uh, we'll be with her tomorrow. So I asked her, I said, did you get your business plan done? She goes, well, not complete. I go, okay, what are we waiting for? Michelle, I was pretty busy this week, I understand busy, but this is a priority, so we got to make it a priority. hmm She goes, I get it. What? I go, I said, you get it, but it's still not done, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean,
0: to me, just the fact that she came in with the idea she wants to do mobile homes, that tells me she's afraid. It's like she wants to do the absolute minimum dollars in, dollars out kind of deal possible. Yes, you know that tells me there's there's fear going on.
2: So, well, there's, and, there's a lot more than I thought.
0: But what do I know? I just write books. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, anyway.
2: successfully, but yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So, um, any closing thoughts before we wrap up today?
2: Well, I think um, just talking out loud about the different individuals I'm coming across because um, I'm getting ready to do a email broadcast sometime uh, within two weeks. I got to do the creative on it. Uh, working with InfoUSA USA out of Nebraska, and if you're working with them or not, but. Um, oh. Who is it right info u s a
0: oh oh, I'm not familiar so with them
2: they're uh one of the largest uh database of consumer businesses uh in the marketplace They've always had to been like ten fifteen twenty years okay so um I anything mean, you want profile they'll usually have email addresses and everything else for you but with oh, that in okay mind, so
0: so they do like database like... lists and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, so with them, uh, I identify 24,000 names and profiles of people here in Chicago that may fit my criteria. they're married, have a home, have a net worth of about $250,000. Right, right. And uh, I'm going to target them because I believe they're between 40 and 50 years old. There you go. That's
0: your sweet spot right there.
2: It is, and I'm going to be broadcasting to them and talking about job independence. That's my my only message I'm going to be beating around all year long, how to get there through real estate. But as we part, it's more of looking at different profiles and different reasons why people are talking to me and why I'm talking to them and how I can better help them and better serve them. And I think education is still the core of it, and the more they speak, the more I know they need. To be taught and be open-eyed to the possibilities right.
0: right people buy based on emotion and they back it up with the logic yes you know it's like unless you're talking to a scientist or an engineer or you know somebody who's like totally down with you on you know the the number side of it if you start with that it's like you're not going to get them but if you can start with stories and then drill down with the num- to the numbers to kind of back it up, that's where you get them.
2: Yep, they'll call me all day yeah. long.
0: And, and I think your gal has got the two offers in, I think she's going to hear something back very quickly, and it's going to be good on both of them.
2: I think it will. It's, it's been about six months, so it's about that time.
0: Yeah, I'll keep my fingers crossed for her and for you.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to having her that, uh, be that testimonial on every call.
0: Right. Right, exactly. So, good, good, good. All right, so we're on the calendar for next week. I'm going to be writing a chapter over the weekend.
2: Okay. we
0: we'll get it to you, like, Sunday night or Monday. And um, we're moving forward.
2: Anything you want me am, to be doing in the meantime?
0: Um, not that I can think of. I mean, just when you get the chapter, look it over and let me know if there's anything off. Um, what I want to do next week is I want to start going drilling into the um the um outline that you sent me back in the day it's like okay we've, okay. we've put like the touchy feely stuff in place you know like that that thing that i told you about people buy based on emotion and they back it up with logic that's why we want to start the book with some of these emotional stories and this kind of stuff and then we start drilling down into the numbers and, you know, chapters on financing and exiting and bank-owned REOs and, you know, all that, all that stuff. But if you start with that, it's like it's just too much all at once. You haven't engaged them first. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. So anyway, right. yeah, give people homework and then they come to their own conclusions. Yes. Right?
2: That's, that's the goal.
0: There you go. All right. All right. I'll talk to you in a week then.
2: Okay, you have a great weekend.
0: Okay, you too. Take care. Be happy.
2: Yes, you too. Bye uh-huh.
0: On. Okay. Bye-bye. is mm-hmm. you know
1: weird.